Good morning and welcome to the Red Ned Show, where it's always morning, even in the afternoon. I'm your host, Jay Edgar, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-hostess, Elaine. Elaine, I see that you got a little bit of weather down there. Oh my gosh. If by a little bit, you mean it has not stopped snowing since about one o'clock this afternoon, and it's not going to stop until about midnight, yeah, that's a little bit of weather. Just a little bit of weather there. Mm-hmm. Our 12-second meteorological report that we had over on Twitter, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than Every that... time I looked out the window, I was like, it's got to be slowing down. Like, at some point, it has to slow down. The driveway has already been shoveled once today. It's completely covered over. The cars have been swept off twice. They're already covered over again. It's, yeah. Tomorrow's going to be real fun. Yeah. And by that, I mean... We're all staying home doing absolutely nothing and maybe making a snowman. Oh, where's the adventure in that? Come on. <clears throat> well, you saw where I was driving uh, over the weekend. I sent you a Snapchat of roads that had mm-hmm. never been plowed. <laughs> but you have a truck. I don't. I have low-profile tires on my car. Mm. So not good for snow. And yet, I'm that I'm that guy, I'm that redneck who refuses to turn on the four-wheel drive when it starts to get slippery out. Until I'm actually sliding around and I need the traction. I don't use it. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer to have all-wheel drive. Like, at the very least. I don't like it that much. And I've driven all-wheel drive cars, and I just, I don't care for it. I'd rather have it selectable. Alright, but we we can't sit in here and talk about the weather forever, because uh, we have got a ton to get to today. It's, uh... It's been a busy week, and of course we had the impeachment that we've got to talk about here, but they tried to shove so much other shit in behind the scenes here that uh, we need to talk about as well, because otherwise, you know, that's what the news media wants, is everybody to just pay attention to, hey, look at the fireworks going on over here in the Senate chamber, and oh, hey, look, we confirmed a few new jo- uh, cabinet members that nobody likes here, so... Plus, Gina Carano stole the show as well this week, so we'll talk just a bit about that, and hey, I'm finally watching that show, so... In a couple episodes, I'll know who that is. But let's look at what we do have up on the document for today here. We do have impeachment and plenty of it. And I've got some video. I have two strikes on my Eclipse channel right now. Because it is almost impossible to get that Jamie Raskin speech and get it up on somewhere that YouTube will not shut it back down. I did find one that won't shut us down. So I've okay, got that up good. in the stack. But yeah, I've got two strikes on the, on the backup channel, the one that I'll be using if this one should go down for whatever reason here. But we'll talk, we'll talk a bit about the speeches, the acquittal, how we got from point A to point B, and how we were both very wrong about the fact that they were planning on stretching that out. Um, in other news, DC remains locked down, and possibly now we could be looking at even further into the year 
for the lockdown. Maybe it could be locked down forever. Maybe they will go on the same plan as 15 days to slow the spread. We don't know, but we'll talk a bit about what's going on there. Biden has been busy throughout this week, including a very, very inappropriate call that I think you're going to laugh at as we go through this here. I mean, the old man is going to do old man things, but uh, we'll talk just a bit about that. But social media was able to pressure Joe Biden into making good on his word, and somebody harassed a reporter and a colleague, and he got his ass fired. So balls and strikes on that one. We'll talk just a bit about that. Plus, Gina Carano, as I said at the top of the show, is in some hot water, but it looks like she might be coming back out on top too. So we'll talk a bit about there. And I've got a little bit of surprise stupidity to wrap up the show here. You'll like this one. This one's funny. So uh, it's going to be all of this and more over on the Red Ned Show. Thank you for tuning in live with us over on DLive, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Trovo, and both of our Facebook pages. And well, no, I don't have to give the Facebook speech anymore because we determined that that actually works. So go ahead and check <laughs> us out over there. So any of those platforms. And if you can't catch us live or just coming in at the beginning, you can catch the replay back on YouTube and over on BitChute.com as well. As soon as it processes YouTube, I will get it back up to you, uh, BitChute or the audio platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, where you can find all of my past contemporary episodes. Our Q&A from this week, and I've got that prepped and ready to go up. I'll be putting that up after the show, so you can go back and check that out. Plus, Coming up here in the near future, because I actually found all my bonus content here, we'll be hearing the lovely Elaine talking with Brian Nichols. That'll be coming up on uh, bonus content that you can't get anywhere else. That'll be on the audio platform only. So come and check us out over there. Got a couple of things to catch up on through the week here. Just a couple, you know, a little bit of catch-up things. Things that we've talked about in the past, but uh, we've still got to bring up. Um, first off... Nancy Pelosi now, now that the impeachment's over, uh, is over rather, is announcing an independent 9/11 style commission on the deadly Capitol riot. Uh, this comes to us. This uh, was breaking today from uh, the AP. House Speaker Pelosi said Monday that Congress will establish an independent September 11th style commission to look into the deadly insurrection that took place at the U.S. Capitol. So, hey, if you thought this was over with the impeachment, no, they're going to milk this out as far as they can. You know what I would like? What's that? I would like a 9-11 style commission on Andrew Cuomo and the COVID deaths in New York City. That's what I would like. We don't talk about that here. That goes against the narrative. <laughs> we don't talk about such things. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna keep driving this down into the ground. They're never going to let this one go. I know I could make a Holocaust joke here, but that'll probably get us taken down off YouTube. And I tried don't so hard dare. to make sure that we didn't with the Clips channel. So... <laughs> Don't you dare. The live chat is lively. <laughs> They're in a mood today. <laughs> uh, we had some, uh, a few people racing to get first, the first comment. Yeah. Jacob Sisson won that contest. Hi, Jacob. <laughs> uh, Justin, Josh, Ed's here. Eric Groft is here. Hi. Um, Miggy, welcome. Newman is new on Twitch. Tony, uh, Tony requested that we not curse because his kids are watching, and I gladly informed him that the live stream is rated PG thirteen. Um, then we had a little, <laughs> a little tangent about what we could and could not say as far as PG thirteen goes. Um, oh, don't watch this with your kids. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> really, don't. That, that's a bad idea. And then there were some uh, winter is coming and winter has came jokes, because why not? 
<laughs> so I think we're all caught up. Oh, Elizabeth says she's in the middle of a snowstorm in Indiana, got milk bread and toilet paper, so I'm good. I, those milk bread, those milk sandwiches, man, those yeah. will carry you through. Uh, Parlor is apparently back, according to CNET, as of today. Uh, Parlor relaunch, uh, relaunches its website after a month-long absence. Social media platform okay. Parlor has announced its return to the internet on Monday, more than a month after it was forced offline for allowing inflammatory posts about the Capitol Hill insurrection. So they finish up with the impeachment, and oh, hey, no, no, you're fine. You, know, you can back. come back. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't checked it, so I don't know. I know I have. A, I, do you have a Parlor account? I have no idea. I do. Uh, when when new social media accounts come out, I usually open an account just to reserve my username, but yeah. um, I don't always go back and use them. So Parlor was one of those I par parlayed par parlayed <laughs> whatever it is um, a few times, and then I just kind of dropped it. I mean, I've got Gab and Mines, and I do have Parlor, but I mm-hmm. never use them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit scary. I'm not going to lie. It's just, it's so much work when you have like six platforms and you want to like put something out and it's an alternative platform that doesn't integrate with something like a post scheduler, like Hootsuite or Sprout or one of those. So, I mean, it could literally take you 10 to 15 minutes to go through and like copy over all the content onto all the accounts that you have. And then tailor them for each algorithm on each platform like yeah that's so much work i can imagine uh ted cruz speaking of things that happened on social media this week said something that i yet you, you don't know if he's serious or not off of this one here i tend Are to we think talk he's about actually, the mullet no we're not going to talk about the mullet Dang i thought it. about that but you know with everything else that went along with that and the impeachment i didn't think that would make it but he tweeted this out uh uh, quote tweeting rather the Babylon Bee Disney Post job ad looking for strong fierce women who are also obedient submissive and docile and the Ooh. quote tweet says I wish this was parody it's the bee it is parody I mean I think I think what he should I mean I get what he was trying to say he was he was trying to to say like this but unironically uh-huh. because it's supposed to be but I mean thinking over like the bees posts over the last like two years or even last four years, sometimes you see them and you're like, hold on. It's funny, but it's almost too close to reality. And I think that that is definitely one of those. Well, and then they have that, the, have you seen not the bee going around where mm-hmm. that's, it's a headline <laughs> that's so absurd that it should be parody. And then it winds up not being parody. Right. So I don't know if he got confused mm-hmm. by that, but uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a thing that, happened this week uh let's see in other news let me get the right window up here um republicans omar act seeks uh to stop lawmakers from enriching their spouses this is coming to us from the daily wire house republicans have introduced legislation seeking to stop federal candidates from enriching their spouses or immediate family members by adding them to their campaign roll uh payroll uh, let's see. The title is the Oversight for Members and Relatives Act, or the Omar Act. Oh, wow. But conveniently, they weren't worried about this when Donald Trump hired Ivanka and Jared and Donald Jr. and Eric, and, like, all of them were just living at the White House as one big happy family, and no one cared. I think that's interesting. I cared. <laughs> I cared. <laughs> No one else cared. 
I mean, this this is long overdue, and like you said, you bring it up out of the last administration, and mm-hmm. I mean, administrations prior. This goes back dozens, maybe decades at this point. This probably goes back to the founding of this country, but it's something that we needed to talk about for quite a while. Yes, absolutely. And there are loopholes like that for businesses as well, where you can like, if you're incorporated, you can pay a family member up to like $12,000 a year. So it's like, you could literally hire both of your children, even if they're teenagers and pay them, you know, money. And basically it all goes back into your household income. And, you know, there's, there's always a workaround. And I mean, that's what we're most likely seeing off of this is it is the workaround. Because remember, she started working with that firm and paying them buttloads of money before they were married. Millions. Yeah. Yeah. I think, wasn't it like the firm's, uh, the firm's income was 80% from her campaign? Oh, yeah. It was like 80 or 90%, like the majority of their funding from election year was from her campaign. Plus, they did uh, get a Paycheck Protection Program loan, too, on top of all that. Right, exactly. Which I've never understood. Well, no, I understand, but I, on paper, I never understood. Uh, let's talk a bit about uh, Assange, because we haven't talked that topic to death here. The Biden administration is planning to continue to seek extradition of WikiLeaks Assange official. Uh, this is coming to us from Reuters. President Joe Biden's administration plans to continue to seek to extradite WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange from the UK to the United States to face hacking conspiracy charges, the U.S. Justice Department said. Spokesman Mark Raimondi on Tuesday said the U.S. government will continue to challenge a British judge's ruling last month that Assange should not be extradited to the U.S. because of the risk that he would commit suicide. Could have pardoned him. We heard that before. <clears throat> Could have pardoned him. And we wouldn't have to have this conversation. Oh, right. Speaking of, how's Ghislaine Maxwell doing? I don't know. I have not uh, seen a story from that for a while. She is still alive, apparently. Uh, Speaking of the Capitol riots and the impeachment thing that came out of here, this uh, bizarre story came to me from The Hill earlier on this week. Man charged in Capitol riots says he's worked for the FBI, holds top secret security clearance. I saw that. He's had top secret security clearance for a long time, too, like since the early 90s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not new, like, to them. Like, he's been in their system for a very long time. Which still makes me wonder how much of this was organic and how much of this was planned. And, you know, chemicals in the fr- water turn the freaking frogs gay. I will turn <laughs> complete Alex Jones the more information they give to me on this one. So, does this change your opinion as to whether or not this was organic or not, knowing that this happened now? No, because it's just one person, and there were hundreds. So, I mean, if it came out that there were, you know, 20 or 50 of them that were doing this, um, then I would be a lot more likely to say, well, maybe it was engineered, but it's one person out of hundreds. That's the only one that we know of so far, so... I don't know. I mean, were there agitators online that were potentially feds? Absolutely. I mean, you always run that risk. Like QAnon has just had a target painted on its back ever since its inception. And there are probably federal agents crawling all of those threads, which is why I never even, uh, which is why personally I never even attempted to like visit the site or read anything about it or um, anything. Not because I wasn't interested. Um, I was very interested but just because I knew the risk and I knew that I knew that that's what was happening. QAnon's probably the 
the most successful psyop the government has ever undertaken. No, no, just just wait a little bit more. Trust the plan. It's going to happen. Don't March, worry. March forward. <clears throat> For legal purposes, that was a joke. <laughs> or that was sarcasm. <laughs> so, do you have any vintage boxes or bottles of Aunt Jemima products? Because they're officially collector's items now, because Aunt Jemima got its new name this week. We now have the Pearl Milling Company Pancake uh, Mix and Syrup. I don't want that. I do. <laughs> I do have a box of Aunt Jemima Pancake Mix in the pantry. Well, it's a collector's item now. It is vintage. How much is it worth? I have no idea, but uh, Does you it can't have buy to be it unopened? anymore. I am a capitalist at heart. Tell me, does someone want to pay me $20 for it? <laughs> what... I'll ship it to you. What gets me the most about this one here, um, as you can see on the image on the screen here, right down there in the bottom, it says, same great taste as Aunt Jemima, which kind of defeats the purpose of taking Aunt Jemima off the bottle, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. But that is what we are seeing from that. Uh, reading quickly from CNN, Aunt Jemima finally has a new name. Quaker Oats is releasing a new name and logo for its Aunt Jemima products, finally retiring the racist stereotype that has adorned its pancake mixes and syrups for decades. The name Aunt Jemima, long criticized as a racist caricature of a black woman stemming from slavery, will be replaced with Pearl Mill and Company name and logo of the former brand's new packaging, according to parent company uh, PepsiCo. I have been eating Aunt Jemima products for 36 years. Boo this man. Boo. I have never, ever heard anybody call that racist in 36 years. Neither have I. But apparently it was. And plus, I mean, we talked about this when this first came back out here. I think that was while you were on the campaign trail. I think it was when uh, Stephen was on covering for you. But uh, we talked about it on this program before. And, I mean, the woman that was on the box was an mm -hmm. actual woman. Like, they yes. took the painting of her. And she was... Mm -hmm. She'd come directly out of slavery and became, after you adjust for inflation in today's dollars, a millionaire. Right. So now that they've taken her <clears throat> off of the bottle and off of the packaging, her family's no longer going to collect royalties on that. Well, she was a millionaire just from the fact that she started a business right away as soon as she got back out. But yes, they were collecting the royalties off of that too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's a, that's a thing. That's a thing that happened here. Kurt says pancakes are waffles for peasants. True story. No, pancakes are waffles without pockets. What about pita bread without pockets? That would be a tortilla. Another update from my neck of the woods here. So you remember how we talked about last week when the judge, or I'm sorry, the persecutor in Kenosha was trying to... Uh, the persecutor or the prosecutor? <laughs> I've met the guy. He, it's one of the same here. Okay. Um, the persecutor in Kenosha was trying to go after Kyle Rittenhouse for the fact that he hadn't changed, uh, reported his change of address and said right out that he was going to dox the kid again. Well, he took it in front of the judge, and according to the blaze, mid-sentence, the judge cut him off and, you know, he didn't use the expletive, but he uh, told the persecutor to go and fuck himself. He wasn't going to enforce nice. it. Uh, the Blaze says Wisconsin judge denies prosecutor's request to issue new arrest warrant for Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, during a contentious hearing in which Wisconsin Judge Bruce Schrader 
who I've also met, by the way, accused prosecutors of treating 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse different from any other criminal defendant. The judge currently denied the prosecution's motion to issue a new arrest warrant for the accused teen or to increase his bail, which, I mean, that's the basics down on this. But if you read a little bit down, uh, further down in the article, they come right out and say the judge cut him off mid-sentence to say, no, we ain't doing this. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's it. Probably one of the most hopeful things that I've seen so far out of this entire case is that the legal system at least wants to get the kid a fair shake instead of just throwing him up on the cross and letting him die in the name of social justice, I guess. We'll see. Ah, uh, here is a, here's a fun one for you here. You saw this one probably this week. Let me get the picture back up here for you. Miss uh, Tessica Brown this week. To who? Tessica Brown made news this week because she made a viral TikTok video warning people not to use Gorilla Glue spray in her hair because her hair has been stuck like this for a month. (laughs) I saw some Twitter posts about this, about how they were like, well, it doesn't say don't use on your hair on the packaging. At the very bottom, it literally says, is it? is an eye and skin irritant. Yes. That kind of implies that you should not use it on your hair. I would be devastated. Oh my God. Good news for Brown is the fact that she has raised more than $13,000 in an online fundraiser and is getting ready to fly out to Los Angeles to have a plastic surgeon. And I believe I just saw right before we went live that the surgery actually got done and went well. But to go see a plastic surgeon who offered to do it for free. To remove plastic the glue surgeon from her to, do, to, to do what? To remove the glue from her hair for free. We reward stupidity in this country far too often. Just wait for it to that's, grow out and then shave it. That, that's why you and I have a show is because we reward stupidity in this country too often. That's right. We do surprise stupidity every week. We do. And I've got one more here before we move into the impeachment stuff here because Dave Ramsey is on the hot seat and getting ready to be canceled at this point because he made some remarks that I actually think are pretty pretty well good, pretty well understood, and honestly something that I should have thought of right at the beginning of this. But of course Dave Ramsey does money for a living and tries to get people back in and out of debt for a living. So uh, he said this and a lot of people got really, really mad at him for it. Let's have a listen. Well, to start with, we need to understand, we got $1.7 trillion in student loan debt. $192 billion out of that, not so much. Let's do some ratios, folks. If we're going to do math, we probably ought to play math. Now, on top of that, when you dig into it, the whole idea that, that student loans being forgiven is going to stimulate the economy, that assumes that people were getting ready to pay them off this year and instead would use that same $40,000 that they were getting ready to pay off their student loan and stimulate the economy with it. Again, that's economic hogwash. It's smoke and mirrors. It's simply not going to happen. Dave, I just think there's a, there's a moral hazard doing this. You're oh, young. absolutely. You, you signed a financial contract. You have an obligation to pay that money back. 
Absolutely. Well, listen, there's some situations where folks are hurting, and this thing has become, it's gotten completely out of hand. Yeah. I mean, there are people's lives who have been destroyed by this program. Somebody needs some relief somewhere. I'm fine with that. But this has nothing to do with really helping people. This is a political gimme by progressives simply trying to buy votes. And we know that because when you go from 10,000 in forgiveness to 50,000 in forgiveness, the people who benefit are not lower income people. The vast majority of people that have an average income or less have less than $10,000 in student loan debt. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of people who would be blessed by moving it from 10 to 50 are high income earners. So again, this is all political you, you, rhetoric. You know, it's Dave, not reality. Dave, you, you come from an interesting perspective. Now, that wasn't even the worst part of this because, I mean, he got a little bit of attention for that. But this next part here that he's going to finish off on is what really got everybody pissed off. If you talk to Americans across the country every day on your radio program, yeah. what, what, what do you believe is the right number or the right answer for, a, for the next stimulus check? Well, I don't believe in a stimulus check because if $600 or $1,400 changes your life, you were pretty much screwed already. You got other issues going on. Uh All right, and discuss. Uh, first of all, that is under, like, that comment would have been appropriate if we were just getting a stimulus check for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if the government was just like, Oh, hey, it's been a good year. Let's give everybody a stimulus check. Like with no COVID, no nothing. Right. That comment would have been totally appropriate for a situation like that. Not appropriate for when people's businesses have been um, not even voluntarily closed, but mandatorily closed by the government. Once I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I don't know if I've said this to my Facebook audience when they've been tuned in, but once the government decides who wins and who loses as far as who can be open and who cannot, there is no longer a libertarian solution to that because the libertarian solution is open the economy back up. Well, we're, what, eight, nine months, nearly a year into this. Mm -hmm. the, the ideal libertarian solution won't work at this point. We mm -hmm. are way too far beyond that. The government forced all of these businesses to close forced people out of work, it is now their responsibility to pay their bills. That is only right. And $1,400 is not going to cover anybody's back debt from loss of income for eight months, nine months, 12 months. No, and I understand that, but I know Ramsey's big point was, and I've read, uh, I actually listened to more of the interview than uh, what I was able to get in because of time constraints off of this, but I know Ramsey's big thing was the fact that no, I mean, giving somebody $1,400 isn't going to help them. And if it was, then yeah, he's right. They were pretty well screwed to begin with because they had right, no savings. Right, but they were screwed but, because but, the government screwed them, <clears throat> not because they deliberately did it to themselves. And that's the point that he's trying to get at is it's going to help these people more to he get them a steady income. To the end. Yeah, well there were time constraints at this point. So yeah, we have a lot to cover over here. Do you want to give us a little bit of a live chat catch up here? Because we, we've got a lot to go over. I believe they're just still talking about waffles. Waffles. <laughs> Tasty waffles. Um, well, I have to scroll way up. Um, let's see. Barry says Babylon B equals Simpsons did it. <laughs> I like that, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Kurt says Disney is the, really the evil empire. Who's Palpatine then? 
they're responsible for unsweetened iced tea, black jelly beans, and vegan bacon. Vegan bacon exists? That's tragic. Yes, it does. I've seen it. What? Well, it says beyond on it, but... No, we all know that that's not possible. Uh, oh, yeah, and we did talk about Kurt's comment about pancakes or waffles for peasants. I say pancakes or waffles without pockets. That kicked off a discussion about dresses with pockets and then dresses with waffles. And, yeah, Jason said Gorilla Grew works, works great to lose weight, too. Just add to your lips. Pro tip, Ooh. follow me for more recipes. <laughs> um Edward said the same thing I said. Just shave your head. Just wait for it to grow out a little bit. I mean, it's already been a month, and just shave. I mean, I don't understand. Uh, the manuals for Husqvarna chainsaws in Europe say do not try to start with chain and bar between upper legs, but the American manual does not say the same thing. I wonder how many people have died because of that. Oh, I bet you there have been quite a few. <laughs> Uh, Ed also wants to know how much money you have to make to be a high cash earner. I don't know. I would assume over 75000 but not in a place like California or New York. That's probably closer to like a hundred or 125000 Kurt is still on about the pockets and the waffles and the dresses. Okay. Um, is the waffle dress blue? Is it oh, is it blue and uh, gray or is it uh, white and blue, uh, gold? No, they're talking about the blue waffle thing. Don't Google blue waffles, please. <laughs> You're gonna have to tell me that about off uh, off mic because I don't know where that one goes. Uh, Charlie said, "If Ramsey thinks you're screwed now, wait till the hyperinflation kicks in." Yeah, I mean, how what what percentage of the money in circulation or GDP did we like print last year? Create. It was like, like six, according to Tim Pool. It was like twenty six percent. No, according to Tim Pool, it was considerably more than that. It was like sixty percent. Oh, well, that's that's gonna be fun. Well, <clears throat> uh, that of Tom's course is if you trust Tim Pool, which you know, as far as I can throw him. Tom says states are forcing businesses to close, not the federal government. He's True. got a point there. Yeah, absolutely. Texas and Florida should not be paying. California and New York's endless lockdowns. Totally agree. Uh, Eric says I voted for waffles before I voted against. Okay, we're just talking about waffles at this point. So let's go move on. Tasty, tasty, tasty waffles, including the waffling senators who flip-flopped throughout the impeachment trial because, as you remember, we saw at the beginning when they first said, is this constitutional? It was 55 to 45. Mm -hmm. And when they decided to have the procedural vote, when we talked about that last week, it was 56 to 44. And... We have an acquittal, an official acquittal at this point. According to ABC News, the acquittal came on the grounds of 57 senators voting guilty and 43 senators voting not guilty. And then we're going to sit back and we're going to back all the way back up to this and start to from the beginning and scramble see. to give out more than 5,000 doses of, of the Moderna vaccine. Nobody likes you. Go away. All right. They're shut up at this point, and I muted it too. So when it tries to autoplay again, it won't come back here. So now that we we were asked about this on Saturday, so I'm going to ask you the same question that was asked about in the live chat on Saturday there. Trump acquittal, thoughts? Thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Like, it's, there was nothing that anybody could have done that would have changed that outcome. It didn't matter. What about the uh, the final total? 
That is interesting. <clears throat> How so? I just didn't think that there would be that many. I thought there'd be less. I thought there'd be like five. Well, I mean, we got the usual names on that one. It was Romney, Collins, Murkowski, Toomey, in spite of the fact that Mr. Castor decided to deep throat the entire Senate, including Pat Toomey. <laughs> uh, I, I listened to about half of Castor's speech on the day why it was happening. You, why would you torture yourself that way? I've listened to the whole thing now because I wanted to get I set up for the Cliffs channel. I have more respect for myself than that. So I decided not to do that because that would have been an assault on the senses. Yes, but I do your tech, remember? Okay, fine. Fair. So, I mean, with that, you, it's... You saved me from, from agony. Yeah, I've listened to the entire Raskin speech. I've listened to the entire um, Castor speech. The Castor speech was interesting. It definitely was. Do you think that Donald Trump becomes irrelevant now? No. No? No. Do you think God they're still no. going to use him as a boogeyman? Or do you think he's going to run for office again? After after all of this, knowing knowing what he knows now, do you think he will run for office in 2024? I'm torn on that one. I'm exactly 50-50 on that one. Because that would be the most masochistic thing a human being could do. But he also has a huge ego. That's why I'm 50-50. Yeah. I'm like 60-40. 60% I think he will. 40% I think he won't because I think he will have just moved on with his life by that point. But if they keep like picking at him for the next three years, I think he's just going to get mad and be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it again. Watch me. I'm going to run again. Okay. And I win. Okay. Because I always win. I win everything. <laughs> and I won in 2022 by a huge margin. Okay. What's 2022? I meant as 2020 also. Oh, okay. I won by a huge margin, okay. But they, they're definitely probably just going to use him as a distraction from anything negative that Biden is doing. Which, given everything else that's on the document, I don't want to spend a lot of time on impeachment because they did that very, very well this week. Is use We that have spent more time on waffles, okay? <laughs> um, I said in contemporary... On a couple occasions that really, honestly, they try and Raskin tried to bank this as, well, we have to impeach now because otherwise there'll be a January exception and then a president can get away with murder in January. No, if you voted him out, he's a private citizen. Do you know where a private citizen's trial belongs? In, in front of a grand jury. Yeah. But, and this is my big thing is, they're doing this now to parade him out, A, for the distraction, like you said, and B, because they have to do this in front of in front of a, a system where they control, a house, a chamber that they control, right. which the grand jury they don't. And I don't think they could get anything to stick on the grand jury right. based on what we have here. Well, and the other thing is that, I've said it before, I firmly believe it, voters are primarily motivated by fear instead of logic. So if the Democrats can find a way to use Trump to fearmonger to Democrats, to mm -hmm. the Democratic voters, they will 100% do it. No, they're not fearmongering to the Democratic voters, though. You know who they're fearmongering to? The middle-of-the-road centrist soccer yeah, moms that, that mm -hmm. don't know a goddamn thing except for what that CNN, uh, CNN tells them. Biden is not going to make 11 million illegal citizen, uh, illegals as citizens. 
That's never going to happen. That's never once going to happen there. All those big business buddies lose uh, their slave labor. Yeah, these people much. can go back and complain about their working conditions. And demand higher pay. Exactly. And they can be eligible for that $15 minimum wage, which will put all of those meatpacking plants and everything out of business. Yeah. No, that's just another promise that they come out and do every four years. It'll be going for four years until we're complete globalists and all of the other globalists put chemicals in the water that turn the frickin' frogs gay. Soylent green. <laughs> it's what plants crave. I think that's two franchises put together. It is. Um, I want to go back, though, and go back to the beginning of this, because it looked like, and it really did look like they were going to try and drag this out as far as they could because of the speeches that were given. Um, one of the things that was pointed out very early on, and this is part of the reason I didn't see the second day of arguments, is because I just didn't give, I didn't care by the second day of arguments there because they kept telling the same story. And right. um, Jamie Raskin gave a very, very emotional story about this here, and it took me three tries to find one that wouldn't ding copyright, by the way. I have two strikes on my backup channel. I think I said that at the top of the show. Trying to get this speech worded in here so we can hear what it, the way that he tried to put this out and try to frame this. Now, Jamie Raskin is a Democrat from Maryland. Uh, he was one of the impeachment managers from this. And, well, I'll ask a question after we listen to what Jamie had to say. And when they were finally rescued over an hour later by Capitol officers and we were together, I hugged them and I apologized and I told my daughter Tabitha who's 24 and a brilliant algebra teacher in Teach for America. Now, I told her how sorry I was and I promised her that it would not be like this again the next time she came back to the Capitol with me. And you know what she said? She said, Dad, I don't want to come back to the Capitol. Of all the terrible, brutal things I saw and I heard on that day, and since then, that one hit me the hardest. That and watching someone use an American flagpole, with the flag still on it, to spear and pummel one of our police officers ruthlessly, mercilessly, tortured by a pole with a flag on it that he was defending with his very life. People died that. Sorry, right at the end of there, there my inner 13-year-old came out. Hey, you get away with yeah. it every once in a while. So, I have a lot of issues with this. One, one, this is this thought has been rolling around in my head for a couple weeks now. This was a quote-unquote insurrection. Uh -huh. um, and some of the Congress people and senators were victimized in the process of this happening. They are literally the jury. So in what other world do your victims get to vote on your guilt? 
And why is that allowed to happen? Well, the way that they're doing this, and I mean, you're absolutely right on that. I never thought about that. Because if you are a juror in any other trial, a criminal trial of some sort, and you are related to the person or you are, I don't know, prejudiced against them in some way, or you've worked for them in the past, or, oh, maybe they assaulted you five years prior. You don't get to sit on that jury. Right. They're going to immediately excuse you from jury duty. So why is it okay now, but not okay for that? Well, and that was one of the things that came up while we were going through the uh, the middle of the week talking about this as well, is the fact that on the last day of the Democrat argu- the House impeachment manager's arguments for the impeachment, Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham went back in and sat down with the defense lawyers and discussed strategy. And of course, well, that's that's terrible because they're, they can't be impartial because they're sitting there talking about that. Every Democrat that came into that room knew how they were going to vote when they came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were going to vote party line regardless. There was no partial, uh, impartiality to this trial any right. direction. And that's why I said you can't use this as the criminal trial. Impeachment is not a criminal trial. It never has right. been. Mm-hmm. It is a means to remove an elected official who has a conflict of interest with the fact that he's being tried by the DOJ. In the president's case, the DOJ he but controls. But you're essentially voting on guilt at this point. Right, but the point is to make that person a private citizen so you can parade that person back out in front of a a grand jury. Right. Well, yeah, he is now. Yeah, but the problem is, like, if they go to a criminal court to try him for something related to this, then none of the jurors are going to be congressmen. Exactly. So I don't, I, I just don't, I don't understand the logic behind that. And I, and I would like to, for someone who's smarter and more knowledgeable about something like this than, than me, because I can only speculate. Um, I try not to be an armchair lawyer as often as I can. <laughs> so, um, but I, I would love to talk through that with someone who's like a legal expert and, or a constitutional expert of like, what, what happens if the president does victimize members of Congress or the Senate in some way, in any way. And then all of a sudden that same person is called upon to vote in their impeachment trial. It's still a trial. So how does that work? Do they just, what, what, what would be the actual proper way to do that? Would that be for them to uh, kind of recuse themselves, vote present, not vote at all? Like, you know, what, what should the procedure be for that? Because we have never had an impeachment trial like this before. That's, I mean, that's very fair. And I mean, you're thinking outside of the box on some of this other stuff here that I don't think a lot of the rest of America was thinking about the actual procedure that goes about this because you're at, they are the victims of this and they're supposed mm-hmm. to be impartial. Jur- that was one of the standards that was set. And that's where I pointed out with right. them, with Cruz and Graham going back to talk to the, the lawyers is there was no impartiality to this and there, there yeah, can't no, be in no. a situation like that. Yeah. I did see somebody on Twitter uh, postulate that we should have term limits because suddenly senators near the ends of their term become very, um, very honest and their principles suddenly return. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they were referring to Romney. Romney. Romney, the Democrat who runs as an R. All right. Shall we move on from impeachment? um, We've still got some... 
uh, some stuff I want to discuss. And this, um, okay. going back to the the uh, law side of this here. Now, we talked about last week how everybody quit from the legal team and we had to go out and find a new legal team at the very, very last minute. Well, there's a man named Bruce Castor who came on okay. at the very end here. And he gave a speech where I believe the exact tweet that I put out was if Bruce Castor gets the Senate's collective dick any further down his throat, it'll be coming back out his ass. Well, we just went to R-rated. <laughs> um, the speech, and I listened to three quarters of the speech, and he went on a just a meandering run of, I don't even know what point he was trying to make here, from what all I could get out of it. He's always dreamed about being a senator. He's in love with Pat Toomey. And he <laughs> thinks that all the senators are great people here. And the good people at... Right. Uh, even the Republicans? Even the Republicans. And the good people, I believe this came out of now this, were able to put together a nice montage of some of the greatest hits of that speech here. So let's have a listen to what that went like. I'll be quite frank with you. We changed what we were going to do on account that we thought that the house manager's presentation was well done. We are generally a social people. We enjoy being around one another. Senators of the United States, they're not ordinary people. And boy, this is a diverse group. We still know what records are, right? On the thing you put the needle down on and you play it. I worked in this building 40 years ago. I got lost then and I still do. I represent the great state of fill in the blank. I saw a headline, Representative so-and-so seeks to walk back comments about, I forget what it was, something that bothered her. I don't want to steal the thunder from the other lawyers, but Nebraska, you're going to hear, is quite a judicial thinking place. If the individual state legislators, legislatures didn't adopt the Constitution, we would not have it. The floodgates will open. As I was going to say originally, it will release the whirlwind. But I subsequently learned since I got here that that particular phrase has already been taken, so I figured I'd better change it to floodgates. That was Trump's lawyer. What? Yes. No wonder Trump hired him. He sounds just like him. <laughs> He was all over the place. Nebraska? I got lost 40 years ago? What the hell? So you're as senile as Joe Biden? Like, what's going on? Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely crazy. That, uh, that got a lot of people's attention throughout all of this. And, I mean, it. You, what can you do at the very end of everything? What can you do when you're sitting back here Everybody on your team has just quit. And now suddenly you have no idea what to do and who to grab. And hey, look at this ambulance chaser here that uh, is just happens to be ready to go. And Like I said, no wonder Trump picked him because he sounds just like him. Well, the worst part of it is, and CNN reported on this because, of course, you have to go and put the, uh, 
put the orange man back up on the headlines here. Uh, this headline comes from CNN Politics. Trump unhappy with his impeachment attorney's performance, sources say. The sources, of course, because CNN are never named, but... Uh, uh, just to read into this, uh, former President Trump was unhappy with his impeachment lawyer, Bruce Castor's opening argument on the Senate floor Tuesday. Uh, two people familiar with this reaction said, "There, I mean, the reaction is down in here somewhere. Where is it? I, yeah, he, I guess he was uh, fuming about this. Um, an advisor to Trump's team offered a candid assessment of the messy opening day, asking pointedly, what the hell is going on? The advisor said that the former president could be in serious jeopardy if he finds himself charged in a criminal court, given his inability to attract a high-powered legal team for the impeachment trial. Quote, Trump is fucked if anyone ever charges him. No one wants to work with him, the advisor said. Yep, which is, which is why they'll probably try to do it. And they should. Like, I mean, strategically, that's a good decision. Like, if you think that that person can't get a good lawyer would be up a creek without a paddle, that's the perfect time to stick them in criminal court. Like I said, I don't know if they, it'll stick in front of the grand jury. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying you want to put your opponent as at a disadvantage. And if he is at a severe disadvantage right now, then I wouldn't put it past them to try it. Did you uh, did you see this uh, Senate op-ed, or I'm sorry, this Hill op-ed that came out uh, right in the middle of this here? No. Senate Republicans could unite the nation by convicting Donald Trump was the headline of the op-ed. Uh, came by from what? By convicting Donald Trump. Oh, good Lord. What, why would they do that? They're not going to do that. That was apparently what Elizabeth Holtzman uh, said that that would all be. Their, all their base belonged to Trump. I, That's have, why I have the greatest base. Okay, they're the best. They're going to vote for me again in huge numbers, more numbers than any candidates ever had before. Okay. Um, with the impeachment trial of Donald Trump now underway, it appears to be unlikely the Senate Republicans will vote to convict him after most of them voted to support the erroneous claim. And this, of course, came at the end of uh, the first day of uh, arguments after the impassioned Raskin speech, which I didn't even get into my problem with that. We, we had your problem because... I've already aired mine on the air on how stupid it was to bring your fucking family down there, knowing that something like that was going to happen. I, my family wouldn't have been anywhere near there if I was in Congress. Like, no, no, stay in Wisconsin. Stay over there. <clears throat> but yes, that's, uh, that's exactly what this op-ed writer thinks, is that the only way to unite the country is to put the man in prison. And you think that's going to be a good idea? Yeah, no. Probably not. <laughs> Also, meme contest. If someone can make that meme, all your base belong to me, please send that to my page. <laughs> I will post it tomorrow. Because that would be a great meme. <laughs> well, I got some articles up here, too. And, as you know, I think most of the country kind of felt the way that you did here. Um, the Forbes article comes out that says that all the GOP senators were completely checked out on the second day. They didn't give a fuck. They knew how they were going to vote coming in. They didn't care. Yeah, most of them did. CNN had to come out. I would say 95% of them knew exactly how they were going to vote. Um, CNN had to come out, put an analysis out there to brag about the fact that they were getting all kinds of viewers on this because everyone wanted to see the Orange Man get uh, go through trial and Fox News was getting no viewers up until Tucker Carlson. And the country checked out on this, and I think that's a part of the reason that they made sure that they got up and shut this down and got the boat out as soon as they did because, I mean, this this wasn't good for ratings. Nobody cared. Mm -hmm. 
under most circumstances, yeah. this would have been one of the biggest trials in the country and nobody cared. Yeah. I think the Democratic base can't wait to forget about Trump, that he ever existed, that he ever was president, all that stuff. There are a couple other things that I wanted to touch on here before we got out of this, including how it all ended. Um, there were a couple. Did you hear about the uh, the Tommy Tuberville call over the week? No. So apparently in the midst of everything, um, in the midst of the Capitol riots, well, first off, Trump got into it with Kevin McCarthy, even though nobody's ever been able to corroborate that. But he got into it with McCarthy over the phone. But he also... Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, he also called... He tried to call Tommy Tuberville through everything and wound up calling Mike Lee somehow. Interesting. Um, and then they tried to bring that in as evidence, and Mike Lee pretty much said, no, that's not what happened. And it all got stricken from the record. I got a little <laughs> bit from the Hill for this here. Impeachment trial descends into chaos over Lee objection. Uh, second day of former President Trump's impeachment trial ended in chaos after an effort by Senator Mike Lee to remove remarks by the House impeachment managers from the official record sparked widespread uh, confusion. After the House managers announced they were wrapping up for the day, Lee stood at his desk on the Senate floor and asked to strike comments made by House lawmakers that related to him. Statements were attributed to me that moments ago by the House impeachment manager, statements relating to the content of a conversation between a phone call involving President Trump and Senator Tuberville were not made by me. They're not accurate, and they're contrary to fact. I move pursuant to Rule 16 that they be stricken from the record. Lee appeared to be referencing statements as, uh, made by Representative David Cicilline, who, while giving out uh, part of the House manager's presentation, said former President Trump, tried to call Senator Tuberville on January 6th and instead called Lee. Um, Senator Lee described it. He had just ended a prayer with his colleagues here in the Senate chamber, and the phone rang. It was Trump. Lee explains that the phone call goes something like this. Hey, Tommy, Trump asked Senator Lee. This isn't Tommy. He ends the phone to Tuberville, Cicilline said. Lee then confirmed that he stood by as Senator Tuberville and uh, Trump spoke on the phone. And on the call, Trump reportedly asked Tuberville to make additional objections to the certification process. He continued. And then Lee came out and said, no, that's not what happened. Huh. Interesting. So they tried to get that stricken from the record, and that just threw everything into chaos at the end of, I believe that was the third day. I don't know. They all kind of ran together for me. Hmm. So where do you think that, does that add anything, subtract anything? or? I don't think so. Seems procedural, if, if anything else. And then, of course, the McCarthy shouting match after Trump refused to call off the rioters, which was confirmed. Yikes. Um, CNN, in an expletive-laced phone call with House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy while the U.S. Capitol was under attack, then President Trump said the rioters cared more about the election results than Car McCarthy did. Wow. <clears throat> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, I got your attention. What a dick. As if I couldn't like him any less. McCarthy insisted that the rioters were Trump supporters and begged Trump to call them off. Trump's comments set off what Republican lawmakers familiar with the call described as a shouting match between the new men. A furious McCarthy told then-president that the rioters were breaking into his office through windows, then asked Trump, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? According to a Republican lawmaker familiar with the call. Once again, no name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Amazing. 
<laughs> the worst part of this, and I just once in my life, I would love to be able to say that to a president. <laughs> I've often wondered after, I, especially after I read this, and I covered this this morning too. What what did they expect him to do? Is the question. I mean, is he going to come out on a rope ladder up, hanging off a of Marine One and say, "Okay, okay, we made our point. Everybody, just go home, back off." It'd be like it'd be like Leslie Nielsen. There's nothing to see here. Please disperse. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I know you you don't know the movie reference to that, but I know you've seen the GIF. I've seen the GIF. Which movie and it is, is GIF, not GIF. We are not having that discussion. No, we're actually uh, on the same. Which movie is that? Because I get a lot of recommendations for Leslie Nielsen, and I do want to expand that particular aspect of my life. Uh, you would ask me. Um, you tell me you want me to watch more movies. The, oh, Naked Gun. Sorry, it was like on the tip of my tongue, and oh, I was that's like, "That's on my playlist too." I was like, "What?" Yes, okay, it, yeah, it's the Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. And well, that's that's what I have for uh, this year. But how this ended, of course, was the Senate had voted to hear more witnesses coming up. So it was looking like this was going to drag out and continue to go on, and we were going to see another week of this here. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, everybody got together and said, okay, well, we're going to hear more witnesses. The intent was to hear from another Jamie, Representative Jamie Herrera Butler, who was, uh, she was hammered for Trump uh, for his, uh, she, how does this go? <laughs> she was hammered for Trump? That sounds like, like a Girls yeah. Gone Wild DVD. Hammered for Trump. Congressman Gone Wild. <laughs> That's the part that's going to get clipped. No, Kurt, we are not going to circle back to waffles. <laughs> um, well, they intended to bring her forward because apparently she was uniquely victimized by the entire thing. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out if I, without reading the entire Hill article here, because I know I want to get to some of the other stuff off of this. I'm trying to think what it was that her... It's about the incitement. It's not about what happened afterwards. So... I guess she got into it with Trump afterwards was what happened to this. And they wanted to have that stricken from the record because they were looking for at the specific incitement of riot was what they were trying to stick with off of this. However, as soon as they voted to hear more witnesses, it was immediately brought forward that they wanted to bring Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer forward to ask them why they refused more National Guard knowing that mm -hmm. there was something that was going to be going on because that came up as well. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, we've got to vote now. So, hmm. and then of course we got the full acquittal and we will see what happens next off of this one here. I don't know what they're going to do next. I really womp, don't. Womp. So after all the new information that you've learned today, because I know that you've been hearing some of this for the first time and everything else that you saw for the week, what do you think about this entire process that was... Kevin McCarthy's a badass. <laughs> I'm still stuck on that comment. Do you know who I am? It's amazing. <laughs> okay, these people care more about the election than you do. Wow. Yeah, well... 
It's and been our a while. Obsessed with waffles. That's what I've learned. All right. With that, I've got nothing more on this. Do you have anything more on the impeachment thing? No, I do not. Other than why the hell did Jamie Raskin bring his family down there? Right. That, that bothered me. That really, really, really bothered me, the fact that he did that. Knowing the fact that this was going, there were going to be tensions, the fact that there was possibly going to be Antifa down there, because every time, every time Republicans go into Washington, D.C., Antifa shows up for whatever reason. Okay, we were moving on. We were. Okay. You want to catch us? Give us a little bit of live chat here. I gotta bring some. Stop circling back. I gotta bring some new articles up here. Let's see. Uh, so let's circle back to the live chat and see what uh, what they've got going. (laughs) They're just still obsessed with waffles. I mean, waffles are pretty epic, especially if you haven't had carbs in six months. Chilaga joined us finally. Um, Ron says they're not ordinary people. No, they're super criminals and the government. (laughs) Yes. Uh, what else? The only reason he can't get a good lawyer is because any lawyer that defends Trump will be punished by cancel culture and blacklisted. Yeah, don't disagree. That's from Tom. Charlie asked if these are available anywhere after the live show. So why don't you remind everyone where they can catch this after the live show is over? Well, certainly. Um, If you go in the link in the description, which is on the Facebook side as well, uh, the top link, well, the top link is restream because they have to advertise on everything because why wouldn't they advertise but the second link is the live room that goes to my channel my youtube channel where you can subscribe that is uh youtube.com slash jedgar 101 you can catch us there or you can go over on bitshoot.com that's linked in the description um it's over there or the audio platforms you can catch that on itunes google play stitcher uh spotify you can catch it on any of those places as well and you can also watch the playback on my facebook page yes you can I think you can do that on Twitter, too. Perhaps. I don't think Charlie uses Twitter, though. Hmm. So, yes, there are plenty of ways you can watch this after the fact. Yes, absolutely. Or you can join our Discord and our uh, Gilded, too, and just have the conversation with us. Exactly. We hang out in there every day. Uh, Ron says, DLive is run by children. I don't know if that's true or not, because I've never used it. Ron is pissed with DLive because they keep taking (laughs) stickers away from him. Kurt says, wait, do you mean this impeachment thing was a public relations stunt? No. Um, (laughs) We are allowed a couple of F-bombs for the R rating. I don't know how many we're at now. Maybe someone should make a ticker. Don't make a swear jar because I'll be broke. Sweet, I need money. Let's do it. Kurt says, uh, hashtag waffles of the Illuminati. I like that. <laughs> all right. I think we're pretty much caught up. They're just going to continue talking about waffles and the keto diet and all kinds of other things. <laughs> what are I, Matthew just threw one question. I do have to answer though, because uh, unfortunately with all the basic pumpkin? white girls that I hang out with, um, I have thoughts pumpkin on pumpkin. I, I can't eat pumpkin. You can't eat pumpkin. Why? For whatever reason, my stomach cannot tolerate any cooked orange vegetable. Squash, carrots, pumpkin, I can't eat any of them. Sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes I can't do either. Weird. It's lame because they taste delicious, but as soon as they hit the stomach... But did you know, this? follow me for more little known facts, canned pumpkin is not actually canned pumpkin. It is other squash gourds 
Interesting. Yes. It's not actually pumpkin. It's other stuff. I promise. You have a can of pumpkin in your pantry? Go look at the ingredients list. It's not pumpkin. There are some you can buy that say, like, pure pure pumpkin puree. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> Steve Cohen is suggesting that Sorry. National Guardsmen who support President Trump should be vetted as possible security play? threats. Jennifer? Yeah. And I paused it. And there was still another one going. I doubled up at the autoplay, and I don't know why. McConnell um, left you a lovely comment about being allergic to orange. I will see that in just a second here. I'm trying to get this autoplay to shut the fuck I'll just, up. I'll read it to you then. Um, he said, you are allergic to orange. It keeps you safe from gingers. Nice. No, and I don't know what it is about that either. I know we used to have pumpkin when I lived with my ex because her dog had stomach problems, and apparently that resets a dog's stomach. I don't know why. Yes, I don't does. know how. It's good for your digestion. Hmm. Except for yours. Except for mine. Apparently. Because I will throw it back up. Allegedly. Instantly. I did not need to know. Well, do you need to know when you can get back into the Capitol complex? No. Because I hadn't planned on going. Well, you can't go into there yet here. Um, a little bit of talking about that. First off, it looks like as of as of today, sources are coming out to say that the National Guard could be stationed in D.C. now until the fall. Ah, okay. Uh, this How much is, is that going to cost? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. We've got the bill as to what it costs uh, so far at this point. But according to Fox 5 DC, the National Guard could stay in DC until the fall, sources tell Fox 5. An internal email obtained by Fox 5 reveals members of the National Guard might be in DC through the fall of 2021. The National Security Council is asking the Department of Defense to engage Capitol Police on planning for post-March 12th support, according to the email. So they're planning on going in until March. Now they're planning on um, probably September, October, I'm guessing. Which, once again, that goes back to the thing I said at the top here is... Well, 15 days to flatten the curve has turned out into a year, and now we've got another year of wearing the mask after we heard that was going to be just for another 100 days. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, except now it's not just one mask, it's two. I saw people in the grocery store today that were wearing two masks, and I've got a coworker that does it too. They just need to be relieved of their brain cells. I don't, I don't get it. I don't either. It's become a massive game of Simon Says. Simon Says, wear two masks. Did you see that uh, video that uh, Liberty Twitter put out with various people making fun of uh, the voting stuff? You know, wearing no. gloves and... I know Freckle Liberty was in it. Uh, Nikiko was in it. Um, who else was in it? A bunch of other people. Callie was in it for a little bit. Nope. And they Didn't were... see it. I know one of the uh, things was people... Uh, I think... Freckle Liberty was putting on like 25 masks, trying to get as many on as she could. Not knowing this was long before any of this ever came back out. Um, anyway, to go back and answer your question from before as to how much this is costing us here, the price tag surges to keep National Guard in D.C. This is from Fox Business, now estimated at $483 million for the National Guard presence that's sitting off of there. And the delegate, uh, before we get into comment off of this one here, um, from NBC4 out of Washington, the delegate to Congress, the non-voting delegate that uh, represents Washington, D.C., is trying right now as hard as she can to ensure that uh, the security fencing 
is temporary, calling it the impeachment trial security fence. So from the best I can understand from this, it appears that A, we needed to have the National Guard for the inauguration because something bad might have happened or Joe Biden needed to make sure that he had 25,000 people watching him so he can come off and say, hey, hey man, I had more people in my inauguration audience than you did. <laughs> Sir, you ordered them to be there. It still counts, goddammit. Um, then it went on because they need to keep the station there for the impeachment trial. I don't know what they're justifying it for now. Who knows? March 4th, maybe? I know you talked about that, but now they're trying to go <laughs> to the fall. What is March 4th, by the way? I have no idea. Um, it's apparently the new date that it's going to happen, according to Q. Oh, am I supposed to be trusting a different plan? Yeah, exactly. It's just the new plan. Okay, why didn't I get this memo? I don't know. Subscribe to the newsletter. Where do I get to the newsletter? I have no idea. <laughs> well, you're apparently plugged in and tuned into this kind of stuff here. I'm not, though. <laughs> well, and I mean, the big things that keep coming back out of this is people point out correctly. I mean, this this is what military dictators do. Mm -hmm. We're not in a free and fair state anymore. And he keeps hiding himself behind more walls. First off, since when do walls and guns work? Because we've been told for four years that walls and guns won't protect you. Right. And now there's a wall around the Capitol and the mall. Exactly. But that is... And guns. Lots of guns. Okay, Neo. Tell me you've seen that movie. Because I've seen that movie. The Matrix? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought you got me that, uh, that confused look on your face. I'm like, oh, God. Did I find one that you haven't seen? No, I have definitely seen The Matrix. Have you seen all of them? Um, I think I've seen the first if two. The, minimum wage oh. is high, the third one is kind of lame. It's like they were trying too hard. The CBO warning Will you go away? Thank you. <laughs> they got to put all their crap all over everywhere. Um, in other news coming out of the Biden administration, because this is this is the kind of stuff that they were trying to hide behind. The, they were trying to hide behind the impeachment trial. Um, the $15 an hour minimum wage is uh, continuing to be discussed at this point here. Uh, looks like the Democrats on the committee approve of the minimum wage in the stimulus package, despite the CBO warning that 1.4 million jobs are at risk. Now, Ilhan Omar came out and said that if we get the $15 an hour minimum wage, that will bring 900,000 people up out of poverty. But the CBO is now saying that it could cost 1.4 million jobs. What do you, uh, what's your take on that one? Again, Reddit has so far saved more jobs than Joe <laughs> We should have a ticker for that too. Number of jobs that Reddit saved. <laughs> Jobs that Reddit has saved versus jobs that Joe Biden has saved. Well, and I do look at what's coming off of this and the fact that they're doing the minimum wage hike or attempting to do the minimum wage hike, I should say. I look at that fact and I understand why they're doing it. There is a method to the madness. And I go back and I remember the last crash and what happened with that. Because they hiked the minimum wage right before that, too. And now as people were losing their jobs and they were losing their houses... All these people who worked in like a grocery store that had been there forever and were, you know, making a dollar over the minimum wage after they hiked it 
could suddenly look back and say, hey, look at all this money that I have. Hey, this house is only $50,000. I'm going to go buy a house. And it kept the bottom from dropping completely out of the housing market. But it's still a bad idea. You know, if we could just avoid the crash and not do this right now, that would uh, I think that would work better on the housing market. But, you know, then they want to get their voters in and saying, hey, they can go and buy their house. too. And plus, it's a promise they make every election year. I'm going to hike the minimum wage once again. Right. Every time. And, of course, we've got, I'm looking at the image of all the Fight for 15 people out here with holding the McDonald's uh, golden arches and chains and saying poverty wages. Oh my Stupid shit like that here. Um, if you don't want the job, don't take the job. Exactly. Get a different job. I wanted to do this one here because, well, I just thought you would find it absolutely hilarious. And uh, it sounds like you haven't heard this one yet. So Biden got onto a call talking about vaccination uh, policy, I believe, talking with registered nurses on what it is that they needed for uh, to make everything roll out. He was on the call with Kamala Harris, which... She is the most present vice president I think I've ever seen at this point here. And she's waiting for him to cough. Well, you know how Joe Biden gets. And he he kind of got that way here. So let's uh, uh -oh. let's listen to what that sounded like. I can't wait for you to hear this. <laughs> is this surprise stupidity? No, I've got one. Are we doing it early? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, no, thank you for what you're doing. It really matters. Uh, as I said uh, to Doctor last a few moments ago, Doctor Chris, we, we 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 committed when we got in that we were short on vaccines and short on organization, and when we got sworn in and. Uh, we committed to do a uh, hundred million. Uh, well, support. Yeah. Well, let's listen. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so to put this into context for you, because the contemporary audience got to listen to what the context was before they found it. I literally, I was looking through this article. I just put it up because of the headline and said, "Oh, cool! There's a video. We get to listen to this." Um, President Joe Biden faced backlash for a comment that he made Monday to a nurse during a virtual tour of a vaccination site in Glendale, Arizona. Biden had an awkward flirty moment Monday during a video conference event with healthcare workers in Arizona, during which he stopped to compliment one nurse for her youthful appearance, even gushing that she looks like a freshman, the New York Post reported. Ooh. Biden got up to some of his old creepy antics when he responded to the nursing supervisor's detailed description of giving COVID-19 shots by asking about her age. Now, this is, this is an RN, and I believe it tells us... Are you a freshman? Yeah. What the hell? Oh, my God. Sounds like a frat boy. <laughs> I broke him. <laughs> 7.50 p.m. <laughs> I've broken him. <laughs> She's been a registered nurse for nine years now, which would put her probably wow. around 30. Yeah, close to my age, probably. Yeah. Are you a freshman? 
No. I mean, I do look kind of youthful. I do. I you kind of look like one. Awful. Ah. Uh, but everyone was paying attention to the uh, impeachment hearing, so nobody heard about this one. Um, did you hear about the Ducklow thing this week, which I actually thought was kind of a good thing? Not the fact of what he did, but the fact that the Biden administration was actually held to account for something. Oh gosh. So, um, White House press aide T.J. Ducklow resigns over threats against a reporter. Uh, according to the NPR article, which I'm not going to do in my NPR voice for this one here, even though I do it on the morning show. Uh, according to the <laughs> NPR article, uh, a reporter came out and questioned the veracity of the fact that T.J. Ducklow could be objective given the fact that he was dating Axios political reporter Alexi McCammond, in which Ducklow responded, I will destroy you. Okay. Now, he was suspended for a week, which was what drew the outrage from the online mob immediately as soon as, uh, as, soon as that all came out. Because, of course, we remember Biden being on record saying that if anybody from my administration harasses or disrespects someone out there, then he's fired on the spot, no questions. And it looked like that was going to be walked back on. But uh, Pasaki suspended Ducklow for a week without pay, initially. He was just sitting there with his hands tied. Well, after a further discussion and the online mob coming out, Ducklow did turn his in his resignation over the weekend. Interesting. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean... It needed to happen. Obviously, he can't behave himself. And once again, it's just making sure that Biden makes good on some of his promises. Now, I'm sure that that's not going to be a big thing throughout the administration. But just to get that one little victory where he actually did what he was, what he said he was going to do. Right, exactly. In a time when he's not been going to. I, uh, I threw this one in here because I thought that uh, you being a parent of a child in school... Would have a very interesting take off this. So okay. um, in the first 100 days, it was pledged that we were going to get the schools back open for in-person learning. Well, they moved the goalposts this week. Biden's goal for school reopening suddenly becomes more attainable. This is from U.S. News. Biden pledged to reopen a majority of elementary and middle schools for in-person learning in the first 100 days of his administration. Now, the White House clarified that it considers a school open if it offers students in-person instruction at least one day a week. See, mine, mine only missed last year, last spring. Mm -hmm. He went back for in-person in August. Okay. So I haven't had to deal with this. I mean, we do have an e-learning day tomorrow because of the snow, but mm -hmm. that's different. But I, I've got to get your, uh, your take on this over the fact that an open school is one day a week. Why are they getting funding? Why? Please tell me. I don't know. Why? What is the explanation there? They're not doing standardized. They're not doing standardized testing. They're not like they're not doing those those functions. So and they're not paying teachers for extracurricular activities because those aren't happening. So why do they get to keep the money? I I couldn't tell you. I don't understand what was. I, I'm sure that a lot of it has to do with the union and the fact that they're. Probably taking money question. back into the uh, Democratic Party and the DNC. 
But no, I can't answer that. I don't understand because no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't accept that either. I'm still one of those though that hangs on the fact that you know, in-person learning isn't going to work for everybody, and we no. do have a good opportunity to start to restructure our system to help make sure everybody gets the proper education. Now, mm-hmm. for I would say ninety percent of the students in especially elementary and middle school and possibly even high school, the traditional format of in-person learning is going to be the best way for them to learn. For 90% of students, that's probably going to be the case, but we're now seeing where 10% of students that have an alternative way to learn are starting to find a way to thrive. Yeah, it, the it's not so much that the instruction is, um, is hurting kids, like the lack of instruction. I think it's more because they are getting instructions. They mm-hmm. they are able to do their work independently if they're of a certain age. I think it's more the social aspect that's missing from their lives. And if this were under any other circumstance where they would have other social um, outlets, like if they were still doing clubs, if they were still playing sports, if they were still doing all those things, they wouldn't be suffering the way that they are now. And I know that there are a lot of kids suffering right now. And mine is included in that. He's definitely been hurt by um, a lot of the new just policies and the way that they have to do recess and play and interaction with their peers is so controlled and limited and just very tightly like structured now where it didn't used to be um that that's more of a problem than i think changing the format of the instruction it is and by the way your discord notifications are on i can't turn them off i literally turned all of them off and it's still going and i even closed the program and it's still going so i was gonna say set your uh, status to busy and they'll go away Um, no, it's going back and you were saying, I don't know if I can actually say this anymore because we said this uh, off mic at some point, but, uh, you know, the mask thing and how that's affecting your kid too, because of not being able to see the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My son struggles with interpreting social situations and it occurred to me a couple of weeks ago that he has, um, he's backslid quite a bit from last spring. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that now he can only see this much of someone's face. So it's made it that much more difficult for him to figure out, you know, social situations and people's intentions and um, the feelings that they're expressing because they're only expressing them with this much of their face. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, your school kid- should be open. Yeah, they should Kids be. Are- Kids are the least, um, the least in danger. The ones that are not immunocompromised. Obviously, those children should always have the option to do and to do at home learning, virtual learning. Um, but then it, you know, it's the teachers. The teachers don't want to be back in the building. They don't want to get COVID because kids can still carry it. But kids also carry all kinds of other things like the common cold and God knows what else. I mean some of the COVID viruses are part of the common cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a common cold is a coronavirus. Right. I well, wanted... it's a collection. It's a it's a collection. The common cold is collectively like 20 different things. I got uh, just a couple more coming out of the Biden one here. Um, 
Do you want to do you want to do a quick uh, chat break here, quick before we do that? Before we do, it's Keystone XL Pipeline. It's the next one, and I want to touch mm-hmm. on just a little bit of that there. Do you want to do that, or you want to do this uh, the pipeline stuff first? Let's do the pipeline stuff. Okay. So there's just a couple updates coming from this, including one that came out of Europe, which maybe with uh, our friend Vladimir rubbing his hands together, given the fact that the Keystone XL pipeline is going away here. But uh, I want to start off with the opposition in the Democrat Party, because Manchin came up this past week, and he's urging Biden to reverse his opposition to the Keystone XL pipeline, which, I mean, given Manchin's record as a union Democrat, I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. Now, the uh, Keystone pipeline doesn't go anywhere near West Virginia, so it's... A little weird that he's popping off off of this, but still, that goes right into the to the union work, to the pipe fitters, the people, the other people who are going to be in the supply chain too. Mm-hmm. So, well, what's your take on that? I mean, this the article, the Reuters article I have here is just basically a review of what the Keystone uh, XL pipeline is, but that's the big part is the fact that Mansion's jumping up to try and you know get us back going again. I mean. Part of me wants to say Keystone XL Pipeline and the eminent domain issue with the tribes is definitely an issue and probably should not have happened. Um, But there are extenuating circumstances there now, now that we've been using it. Uh Um, And obviously the loss of jobs is unfortunate, but I I don't pretend to understand all of the particulars that go into that. I guess the little the Federalist in my black and little heart here would love to see this have stayed on a local level, like North Dakota coming back and communicating with South Dakota and say, hey, here's what we do at the border, but otherwise we're going to deal with this within our own borders and we're going to keep the federal government out of it. And South Dakota doing the same thing with Nebraska and North, uh, North Dakota and Montana doing this at the Canadian border. That kind of thing. I would have rather seen that than, I don't know why the presidency had to get involved in this, other than the fact that they can use it as a campaign promise every four years. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I understand why this is even a big thing. Because this shouldn't have ever been. This should have been between the government of Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, the other places up there, and the tribes that are reserved in those areas this should not have been mm-hmm. you know and i'm in domain is wrong no matter what but once you're doing it at a more local level then you've got to look the people in the eye when you say okay well i'm either going to take your land or i'm going to take your job right excuse me biden's never going to have to see these union workers the secret service is going to make uh, sure of that mm-hmm. yeah they'll protect him from that now as far as the other pipeline here a uh, group of Hollywood celebrities got on board and signed a letter begging Biden to shut down the Dakota Access Pipeline as well. Uh, we've got some of the usual names off of this one here. I'm going to go down, grab some of the notable ones. DiCaprio, Cher, Ava DuVernay, that one I don't know, Jane Fonda, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, so the entire Avengers cast has been on this one. Right. Don Cheadle, Jason Momoa, Kerry Washington, Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, Chelsea Handler, Jennifer Connelly, Paul Bettany, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Rooney Mara, and, of course, this one hit me a little bit right here. Because Shailene Woodley got onto it, so did Aaron Rodgers. Oh, darn. So, they got 
uh, they put a letter together for this. And once again, I don't know why Hollywood is getting involved in this either. Except why does Hollywood get involved in anything to, to create social to create a social pressure? Yeah, and I mean, for some of these some of these names, I was actually a little bit surprised about, but some of them I'm not. I mean, Woodley got arrested at a uh, Dakota Access Pipeline. Mm-hmm. But you know who is excited about the fact that Keystone and Dakota Access are both getting shut down? Mr. Putin. Oh Lord, yeah. Uh, now according... we have to import. Now we have to import everything from the Middle East and Russia. According to DW.com, Nord Stream Two construction resumes in Danish water. For those of uh, you paying attention back at home, we remember back last year when uh, President Trump shut the Nord Stream pipeline down with sanctions. They couldn't mm-hmm. afford to build it anymore because of the sanctions the U.S. was putting on Russia and Denmark for putting it in there because we were a net exporter of energy at the time. Well, now they've uh, continued construction, and now they are going to be piping natural gas from Russia straight into Germany and the rest of the European Union. So that's going to be fun on economies and fun to try to explain why it was Trump that was in Russia's pocket instead of the person who shut down the pipelines. (laughs) Right. I know foreign policy is not usually your bag on this, but uh, what what do you think about this? And what's going on with that? Again, it's it's so complicated because of subsidies and international trade agreements and sanctions and like all of those things that, I don't know, it's hard for me to really have an opinion other than I just don't want the gas prices to go up. And they already have spiked quite a bit um, since you shut down the pipelines. Um, and people have lost their jobs. So if we get lower prices and more people, more Americans working, then I see that as a win. Um, I, I don't think it's in our best interest to do this. No, I, I mean, all of it, none of it is. Right. It's shutting down more union jobs, people who are working in the energy sector. You know, During pandemic, when people are, like lots of people are not working. Yeah. Yeah, anything where you're going to take jobs away from people, that is uh, definitely something you don't want to do during pandemic. And, I mean, what was the campaign promise of Hillary Clinton all the way back back then? I'm going to put a lot of coal workers out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just continuing with that. And learn to code or whatever. Why don't you guess, uh, we got to talk a bit about the uh, medical side of this, the COVID side of this as well here. But why don't you catch us up with a little bit of a uh, live chat? For a bit, and then I'm going to get some of the rest of this set up for the end of this. I know we've got some the medical side of the Biden administration and some Carano stuff, and then a little bit of surprise stupidity. Uh, okay, we can do that. Uh, McConnell says, literally, we have not been a free state since World War II. I would argue World War One because that was when the Fed was created. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Kurt says, we should note that the Illuminati is no longer holding our monthly meetings at the Waffle House. We've moved the meetings to Chipotle. I want a waffle. And (laughs) the subliminal messaging is strong. It's not even subliminal anymore. It's very obvious. Uh, McConnell is continuing our commentary from Saturday. (laughs) The Matrix is a good rom-com. 
He said the scene where he reached into that woman and removed the bullet, he had to awaken his inner powers just to save her. Okay. Uh, Biden's new military pick, this is from Thomas, uh, purging the military from anyone inv involved, oh, it says evolved, involved in any right-wing groups like Proud Boys or the Three Percenters. I could not imagine a Proud Boy being in the military. I'm sorry. I've met some of those guys. I, I can't either, but I know a lot of Three Percenters that are or formerly were. So yeah, that I could see. And he just and he just threw those out as examples. There are probably mm -hmm. a lot of other groups that they're aware of that they're kind of filtering through. I said there won't be a military left when they're done, because by and large, I do believe the military is very right leaning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of libertarians that are veterans that yeah. were originally Republicans. Like neocons, they were all yay raw, let's go to war. And then they went to war and then they came home and they realized what a racket it was and became libertarians because they didn't trust the government anymore. So uh, maybe this might be a good thing. We might have a smaller military. Uh, Matthew says, how much in the negative is Joe Biden's jobs number? I think it's at least 70,000 at this point. Wow. We had lots of uh, cringy reactions to the video of Joe Biden. Ron says, did he sniff her hair too? Kurt <laughs> reprimanded me and said, don't, don't diss frat boys. Uh, Thomas says, within six months, the far left led by AOC will call to remove Joe Biden from office using the 25th Amendment. Pelosi already prepared weeks before the election, pretending it was for Trump. I don't think six months, maybe 18. That was my prediction, 18 months. Well, yeah, they've got to be able to get uh, Kamala in for that uh, that Mid unofficial that unofficial uh, third term. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew also says, how much does the Ducklow stuff happen with Democrats and get covered up? A lot. Yeah, probably. Kurt wants a safe space and a plate of waffles. I have chicken. I could have waffles. You can have chicken and waffles. Exactly. You can make keto waffles. They're not that hard. Um, Matthew said, did you hear that Chicago teachers are working remote outside of Illinois where they are avoiding Illinois taxes? Yeah, I wanted to link that because I'll read that on Contemporary in the morning if, uh, if you can get me something like that. Are they, though? Because their paychecks are still being cut from Chicago. Right, but if you work out of state you'll get your state taxes back and then you pay your state tax into the state you live in. Gotcha. So it gets well, withdrawn. The, the only the only other states they could be in would be Michigan and Indiana. Or Wisconsin. How far is Wisconsin from Chicago? I know people that make that commute. That's, oh, interesting. I didn't it, realize that. From where I used to live in Kenosha, it took exactly 63 minutes to get to the loop. I driving i don't know what the loop is but okay that's where you're officially in chicago okay sarah says i would have been great with virtual junior senior high honestly i'm enjoying my college courses being online i think a lot of people are mm -hmm. i did see i did see a tweet from someone last week that said um their son had called and said that the isolation was too much for him and that he was coming home um, I, I imagine he was probably stuck in his dorm room and that is not fair. 
you can't, I, I don't think it's fair to mandate that they be on campus in a dorm room, paying for a dorm room, mm-hmm. but not going to classes. Exactly. Like that's ridiculous. That's just an excuse for the school to still get their federal money. Because that kid probably has to take out a loan to afford to live on campus. Cause that's not cheap. Mm-hmm. When I went, it was like 14,000 a year. And that was just at Ball State University. It wasn't Harvard, wasn't Ivy League, wasn't even like private, wasn't even private. It was just this, you know, regular run of the mill state college. Um, let's see what else. Spartan says they should start a celebrity party, call it Wokewood. Oh, like Hollywood. Okay. My mind was going somewhere else. Yeah, same. I was like, what? MK says, surprised about Robert Downey Jr. Spartan says, Poland's not happy uh, about the Russian pipeline. Thomas says, expensive gas makes food prices go up and cost of living altogether. Yeah, true. Low gas prices are good for the economy, as are 70 plus thousand people working. Mm -hmm. That's also good for the economy, too. Sarah says, is that the point it's cheaper to raise a bottle calf or have these with someone? Yeah, it is. If you have the space to store it. MK says, you can't teach in CPS if you don't live there. Wife was in, oh, Chicago Public Schools. I was like, CPS, what? Yeah. <clears throat> and we are caught up. Let's so move on. So we're circling back? No. There will be no circling. All right, we're going to talk a little bit of COVID stuff here before we head on out for the night. Because there's, I mean, people do still remember that this is going on. Um, I got a couple that are archived in the uh, in the show notes there. One is this weird one out of Texas. I don't know if you saw anything on this one or not. But uh, uh, Dr. Hassan Gokal is now facing criminal charges because he had a vial of the vaccine, about 10 doses worth of the vaccine, that were minutes away from expiration, and he started calling up anybody he could to try and get that in the arms for them. Mm-hmm. So that the precious vaccine that they're running out of supply for wasn't getting wasted. And now he's facing criminal charges. Now people are talking about the fact that uh, this possibly could have been a diversity thing, because it seems that most of the people that he was uh, injecting had an Indian name of some sort. I know that one of the last one was his wife, who has a pulmonary issue. Um, she got mm-hmm. probably, I think, the last uh, last dose of this here. But yes, I mean, if you're in that situation of right before it expires, why wouldn't you give it out to people? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Did you did you see anything on this through the week? I did. I saw you know that he had been charged and. I think that's unfortunate. I mean, it discourages medical providers from doing, from performing their duty under the Hippocratic Oath. Interesting. I I don't, I don't think it's ethical. I don't think it's ethical for um, the government to stand in the way of a medical provider providing care. Well, not only that, and like I said, this, this thing is apparently in such short supply that they need I mean, Kamala Harris was talking about, uh, I read it on this morning, that we need to start over from scratch because the vaccine rollout was so bad under Trump that we just need to start it all over from scratch and we're starting from scratch and this and that. Well, this guy was doing something on the rollout because he had 10 doses that were going to go bad. 
mm-hmm. rather than letting yeah. it expire. And he was probably thinking of anybody in his community that he could think of, people he goes to church with, friends, like whoever, you know, maybe somebody that's, I'm sure his mind was probably going to people who have, you know, pulmonary issues, diabetic, like anything like that. He's probably racking his brain thinking, oh, oh, there's that lady two streets over who has, um, who has diabetes. I should call her. Um, oh, there's somebody that I know from, from church or temple or whatever that um, they, they have a medical issue, like they could use this, or my wife has pulmonary issues, I'll, you know, save one for her, but make sure that I get it out to everybody else first. Like, that's, I mean, that is what any doctor 100 years ago would have done. I think that's what any doctor would have done four years ago. Yeah, I mean, again, like you're standing in the way of people providing care, but this is like, they're literally providing care to people in their neighborhoods because they can't get these doses out through their practices and their clinics as fast as the, as, as fast as they're, they're going bad. Um, it was just like, it was just like those nurses that went knocking on car windows on the interstate because the refrigerated truck broke down and they had all these doses that were going to go bad in their truck. I still don't know how I would have felt about that. I don't know how I would have felt about it either, but, but if I was a nurse in that situation, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, think about it. You, you know, that you're carrying potentially life-saving medicine, Mm -hmm. you know, like the arguments for and against the vaccine aside, you know, if you believe that, then you believe that you're doing the right thing and nobody should stand in the way of you doing that. Um, According to the New York times, a former newspaper, uh, some of the people who were on the list were, Uh, Scrambling, the doctor made house calls and directed people to his home outside Houston. Some were acquaintances, others were strangers. A bed-bound nonagenarian, a woman in her 80s with dementia, a mother with a child who uses a ventilator. After midnight and with just minutes before the vaccine became unusable, the doctor, Hassan Kokal, gave the last dose to his wife who has a pulmonary uh, disease that leaves her short of breath. So, I mean, yeah, that just makes sense. Waste not, want not. It's... I mean, I'll come back and bring the the farming aspect to it and the the country living aspect of it. You kill an animal, you use every piece of it. You use every part of it. You open Mm -hmm. the vaccine, you use every dose of it. Uh No matter what. Right. Especially Mm -hmm. when people are panicking about it. Yeah, panicking and you know that they need it. You know it's in short supply. You know that, you know, people have been waiting on it. Like, they've been waiting on it so they can go back to work, so that they can you know, take care of their families so that they can see their families. I mean, everything. Um, speaking of medical things that have changed under Biden, did you see this uh, this lady with the insulin prices this week? No? No, I missed that. Um, probably maybe 40s. I'm actually, I've reached out to this woman. I'm going to see if I can get her on the show at some point. Um, reached out because she filling her son's uh, insulin for the first time since Biden took office and got a surprise. Let's listen. There's the play button. Give it a second, it's thinking. I've got the wheel of death. Row, row. This might not work. We'll do a little live chat while we're waiting. Um, Kurt said his condo association frowns on livestock. They don't like ponies. They're anti-fun. Is 
Sarah said, insurance companies decide what care we get. Our providers apparently don't matter. It's true, but that's because the government has empowered insurance companies to overrule medical providers. <laughs> Ron, you and your stickers. Hmm. He has Bill Gates with a giant vaccine. Yes, yes he does. I've seen that one numerous times. So apparently this video is not going to work. I'm going to see if I can pull this up, and we can get the audio off of it at least, because it doesn't look like we're going to get the video from it. But I can possibly pull this back out in my regular browser and get the audio. So give me just a second. I have a backup plan on this one. I don't have any more live chat. Which probably means Kurt's going to say something about waffles here in a second. Yummy, tasty waffles. <laughs> Find Ed a keto waffle recipe and go. I have coconut flour in the house. Okay, um, I got this to work on the browser, so we're not going to get the video, but we'll get the audio for it. Okay. Let's have a listen. 2020, when Trump was president, our monthly payment for Hayden's insulin, and insulin is not a negotiable product. It's a product that Hayden will be dependent on for the rest of his life in order to stay alive. Uh, it's not rationable, like you can't ration it in order to make it go longer. You guys, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry. Not so much for Hayden because we can absorb this cost. Last year under Trump, our insulin payment went to $60 a month for this box. This is the first time I got this insulin prescription filled since Biden was inaugurated into office. And if you voted him in, I'm a little mad today. I'm a little mad. Uh, because I went to the window of the pharmacy and they said, we set it aside because it, it's really expensive. Now I love our pharmacist, but I'm like, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> like. Do you want me to say, well, we'll just pass on it for a month? We can't pass on it. We are stuck. We are stuck as a family who doesn't go to the doctor because we're, we see how the system operates. I just was at the dentist getting a crown replacement and the dentist and I were talking about how, what a screw job insurance is because we see it as providers, as people who work with insurance companies, as business owners in the healthcare profession, we see what a screw job it is. Do you know how much I, you know how much I paid for this one box of insulin? I paid $328 for this one box of insulin that last him a month, I paid $328. And that was with the coupon. Wow. And the source that I got this one from, uh, actually cut that off a little bit before I wanted them to, but once again, I had to grab that one for time. But uh, yeah, apparently the coupon knocked it down quite a bit because I'm, I've listened to a fuller clip of this. Uh, it was up to the $500 mark. Wow. For one month's worth of insulin. 
I'm going to reach out to this. I'm going to see if I can get the contact information for this woman, see if we can not talk to her sometime this week. But, uh, I mean, that's just... It's like, that's like 15 or $16 every single day just for her son to be alive. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. That no. is not okay. And, I mean, insulin is... this is not capitalism, and you know it. Yeah. And insulin is, I mean, that make that costs pennies to make. I had yeah. another article that I, once again, I had to cut for time, but uh, where these, they call them biohackers, are electrifying proteins to get the insulin out of them. They're making backroom insulin, essentially. Yeah. They've, they've created a black market because the government has inserted itself into healthcare to such an extent that they have prioritized insurance companies over medical providers and patients period. That's why certificate of need exists. That's why all of those things exist. This is not capitalism. No, this is cronyism period. This is not a free market. If it was a free market, she would have paid 10 bucks for that insulin. Guarantee. Probably even less because there'd probably be 15 there'd probably different be other alternatives that were cheaper. Mm-hmm. She could have paid $6 for it. Yeah. Um, and the last one I have here before we get into the, uh, the Hollywood stuff here, uh, did you see that Biden is mulling over whether or not to shut travel down to Florida? <laughs> That's hilarious. So because... Florida man is not going to listen to the orders. Well, it's not so much Florida man. It, uh, does direct, uh, correlate directly to the Super Bowl being out there and the fact that DeSantis is, I mean, doing DeSantis things down there. Uh, This is from thevillagesnews.com, possible COVID-19-related travel ban. Has Florida officials and restaurants fuming? So because of the fact that they had people out and celebrating in the streets for the Super Bowl, now Biden wants to shut down travel to and from Florida temporarily to try and get the handle back on things here. And some of this did spark uh, a little bit of myth here. And I don't know if I believe Snopes off of this one here, but we also had the story that popped up last week that I once again didn't put in because of time and because it was uh, debunked by Snopes, which I use that loosely, but uh, there was no green check verified uh, news source that was talking about this. But apparently, allegedly, DeSantis was on the phone and complaining to Biden about the travel restrictions and the possibility of them. And Biden said, address me. As President Biden and DeSantis apparently said, go fuck yourself. Wow. Now, once again, this is all alleged, and I've seen no verification for any of this, but, uh, yeah, what's your take on uh, restricting of interstate travel from the federal government? I don't know if that's even constitutional. That's been a question. And it's been a question since the beginning of COVID because Rhode Island is trying to... I think that if they do this, then there will be a Supreme Court case that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Can a president restrict interstate travel? Now, I think we're still under a state of emergency, so he might be able to under those powers, which is why they'll probably never be lifted. Um, But then you're going to have constitutional challenges over whether or not this is actually a state of emergency or not, or if they're just exploiting it for political gain and control. Government officials would never do that. What are you talking about? They only have the best interests of their citizens at heart. So, and I mean, there's only really one way in and out of Florida 
through Georgia, a little bit of Alabama, but through Georgia for the most part. No, I don't even think it touches uh, Georgia, uh, Alabama, does it? I'm trying to think. No, yeah, it does. The Panhandle extends over. Oh, well, I knew that they had that one little kick down at the bottom of Georgia too, so I wasn't sure if that connected. I mean, every not. time I've driven to Florida, yes, um, I've gone through uh, Georgia. So I, yeah, I don't know if that's uh, if that's even going to be a thing or not. We will we'll definitely see what happens off of there. And I mean, no matter what kind of Trump stuff they try to pull out at this point, if that happens, they can't hide that from the news. That's that's just not going to happen. That's like mm-hmm. the number one tourist destination in the country. I looked it up World. just to be I looked it up just to be sure. There are one, two, three, four, five, six counties in the Panhandle in Florida that touch Alabama. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. Six or seven. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, we're going to move into your wheelhouse a little bit here because you know a lot more about celebrity pop culture than I do here. So tell me about Gina Carano. Are you even saying her name right? I have no idea. Because I have no idea who she is. <laughs> She's the actress from Mandalorian. I she just started that today. Cara, she plays Cara Dune. You haven't met Cara Dune yet in the series, but yeah. She's amazing. She used to be a WWE wrestler. Okay. And she transitioned over into acting. She's done some other projects, but this is her, I think, biggest, most well-known role to date. Um, At least for me. I don't recognize her from any other shows. She is perfect for this role. She is not... um, She is not, like, typical feminine, super skinny, pretty. Um, But she's, like, Xena Warrior Princess. Like she is in charge and she is a badass female warrior and she's amazing. And she is a really big part of the Mandalorian story um, in the first two seasons. And they have just woke canceled her. So do you know what happened with that or? So she has made some comments um, in the past and I guess Disney kind of told her to knock it off, and she didn't. Um, and most recently, she, before she made the tweet that got her canceled, she did an Epstein didn't kill himself tweet, which I'm like, that's actually pretty tame, because at this point, that's literally a joke. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the tweet itself was, it was a bad comparison, but it wasn't anti-Semitic like people were claiming. Um and then also you probably saw my tweet where I put up four screenshots of other tweets. Um, one of them was a montage of James Gunn tweets that were just awful. And no one else got fired. I mean, James Gunn got fired, but then he said he was very sorry for his actions. And then they rehired him back. So it was not permanent. Um, but yeah, they uh, cancel cultured her. But now she's getting she's getting new opportunities out of that uh, because of Ben Shapiro and the Daily Beast. She gets to I think um, produce and um, act in her own film or documentary or something like that. Like they gave her some kind of new um, opportunity, so she was very excited and very happy about that. But I will I will really miss her on The Mandalorian. I don't know if they had already filmed season three or not. Um, but yeah, I, I'm torn now. I don't know if the show's going to be as good with it without her. I have no idea because I am just 
basically when I was getting ready to uh, uh, pull you in so we could start uh, the show, I was just getting done with the writing lesson in the second episode. Mm, yeah. It was the Daily Wire, not the Daily Beast. Thomas corrected me. Yeah, I, I caught that too, but I, you were you were going on a roll with that. And, I mean, that's a good thing too. That the, I, For all the complaints that I have about Shapiro, he... He does have this one right on the money. It is time for libertarians and conservatives to start making our own way for uh, our own way forward, our own entertainment. Because every, otherwise, everything's going to be dominated by the left and social progressivism and she, her, hers, they, their, theirs, and whatever the hell else. I know that the one tweet that uh, got her attention was the fact that she put in her Twitter bio her pronouns were beep boop bop and they got her in trouble for that there which i mean in reality if they saw the pronouns that are in my bio yeah my pronouns are her majesty and my queen my pronouns are your slash mom (laughs) nice uh so and i mean tim pool's talking about making a fiction production company as well. Um, I've got half a novel written. I just never found the time to finish it. It is time for some of us to start getting better, getting out there and making making some of our own stuff because otherwise, yeah, it's just going to be that same thing over and over again. And right. it's just like what you said with the, with the medical side. It's not a free market. It's a crony market. Mm-hmm. And there's no competition running up against them. Well, nope. maybe we'll get some competition in there. Hey, maybe Disney won't make the same six movies over and over again. <laughs> well, that's what I have on Carano. So, well, hopefully somewhere in the near future I'll be introduced to her as well. So, I got a little bit of surprise stupidity, and then we'll finish up with some live chat and head on out of here. Sounds good. So, this comes to me, courtesy of The Blaze. Hmm. Gender reveal parties claim another life after cannon explodes during baby shower in Michigan. What happened? A celebration of new life ended in one fatality when a cannon exploded during a baby shower and sent metal shrapnel flying into a friend of the couple who had been invited to the party. The shocking incident unfolded in Gaines Township, Michigan, a town southeast of Flint. Police said that homeowners had planned to fire off a small explosive device resembling a cannon as part of the baby shower celebration, but when they tried to ignite it, it blew up. Metal shrapnel from the explosion hit the victim, three parked cars, and the garage where they were holding the baby shower. The victim was taken to a hospital in Flint in serious condition where he later died. Police identified the victim as Evan Thomas Silva, a 26-year-old man from the town of Heartland. Wow. The homeowners indicated the cannon device was more of a novelty item, and they had fired it previously with no problems. This is a quote from Michigan State Police. The cannon is designed to create a big flash, a loud noise, and create smoke. The cannon did not contain any projectiles, but it is suspected that the gunpowder loaded into the device caused the cannon to fracture, resulting in shrapnel being spread in the area. Wow. That's really sad. What is with the gender reveal parties? You're a parent. You explain this to me. We didn't do any of that. We were just like, we're having a boy. That's it. We just posted it on Facebook and that was it. 
that was the same like of course we knew super early like i knew um i had an appointment at like eight weeks and they were like yeah it's it's still kind of early but we're like 90 percent sure it's going to be a boy and i was like cool and then i had another appointment a few weeks later it wasn't even 20 weeks yet which is usually when you find out um for those of you who don't know uh 20 weeks you usually find out the gender i think it's earlier now because sonar or not sonar um sonogram technology has gotten a lot better um i think you can find out now at like 14 to 16 weeks so somewhere in there i had another ultrasound and they were like oh yeah definitely a boy so yeah we just posted on facebook well i mean that's it i've, I've seen some of this other stuff too i've never seen an exploding cannon that's a new one mm -hmm. but wasn't it another like an explosive device that set off the wildfires in california yes was supposed to be something <laughs> like that yes I, i've got a friend who i she did a facebook post on like it wasn't a party it was a facebook post where she threw a baseball like I don't know if it was just like a bath bomb style baseball that uh, her husband and he hit it and it exploded and it was pink. Well, there you go. Well, and See, that's, that's cute. Yeah, that's an interesting one. But I mean, literally, um, I'm going to put my little sister on the spot here for this one here. When I found out about my nephew, my sister sent me a picture. Yeah. Of a sonogram. Uh-huh. And you had no idea what you were looking at. No, I did. I've, I've seen those before. Okay. But there was well, a... but I mean, like, you couldn't tell, like, you can usually see the head and the arms and the legs, but, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. there, was a, there was a little indicator on the side, just the word boy with an arrow pointing down at one point. And <laughs> in my sister's usual, in her usual self, because my sister has absolutely no filter, wrote, uh, wrote a message. PG-13. PG-13. Hi, Uncle Ed. I'm a boy. Uh, I'm sorry. Hi, Uncle Ed. Can you see my junk? I'm a boy. Can you tell? <laughs> I can't wait to meet you. We'll see you in six months. That's hilarious. I still have the text message saved. That's so funny. Can you see my junk? I'm a boy. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Stop with the explosions for gender reveals. It's just not a good idea. When when the wildfire ones happened, I posted a Mulan meme from the <laughs> beginning of the movie. Please tell me you've seen Mulan. We've had the this Disney discussion. Movie. Yes, I've seen the animated one. I haven't seen okay, the live action one. Okay, you've seen the animated Mulan where he climbs up the tower and um, he like lights the fire and then all the fires down the wall of China get lit up and he says, now all of China knows you're here. Well, I posted a meme of that and it said, now <laughs> all of California knows it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Well, let's do some live chat. See what they're talking about now. Um, Kurt says the video isn't going to work. Another job lost. Ed, you're fired. <laughs> Wait, no, you do all the tech. I can't fire you. <laughs> also, it's halfway your show. Uh, Ron says Fauci wins 1 million Israeli prize for defending science. What a joke. I don't know what that means. Maybe he got his anti-Semitism from Midget B. I don't know. Uh, Wyatt says living on campus is pricey as hell. Yes, it is. They mm -hmm. get you for everything. Mm. Barry said Biden is a hypocrite. How many cities celebrated out in the open when he won the election? I don't know. 
I think all of his supporters are too scared and they're all inside with wearing masks around their families. Thomas says healthcare and college is the furthest from a free market. No competition. Biden reversed Trump's administration's restriction on insulin prices. So he has a lot of pharmaceutical money. Yeah, he probably does. By the way, if you grab the tweet out of the, uh, out of the show notes, you will see that somebody commenting right there, he's trying to debunk the fact that that actually happened. Who is? One of the people in the comment section. Oh, of that video? Oh, of any of the uh, policies that we're talking about. Oh, good lord. And he's using very, very sketchy websites to to debunk it. Oh, fun. That'll be interesting to look at later. I won't um, put in the document, so you can go back and check it out. Thomas says insulin price law wasn't in effect yet. I think it was supposed to go in effect in March. I don't know. Spartan says his pronouns are stab and slash. Nice. <laughs> but only between the fourth and fifth rib. Oof. If you're going to do it, you better do it right. Exactly. Just saying. Kurt says his, proton- his pronouns are rugged, rustic, and ruggedly squinty. And okay. by the way, I'm actually kind of uh, lamenting the fact that I have a full sticker bar over on DLive because while uh, you were talking about Gina Carano, I went in and tried to steal Spartan's sticker that he had in there. Oh, funny. Uh, Nailbender says his pronoun is sexy as fuck because I said so. I did say so. <laughs> That's a Discord joke, so you guys could, should head over there and, you know, then you'll then you'll get some of these references. He also said that the incident with the cannon happened 30 minutes north of where he lives. Don't dox yourself, man. Uh, Kurt said he's re- he remembers when ACDC caused structural damage to the Spectrum firing cannons. I I haven't. I, I heard a little bit about that. The band I'm too ACDC. Young for that. Yeah, you are a bit too young for that. <laughs> I do know who ACDC is, but still. Um. Oh yeah, Nailbender reminds me. It's Gilded. We're using Gilded now, not Discord. Well, Discord is still functional for now, but. At some True. point, there's going to be a Discord moderator that comes in and checks the server out. And uh, if you've ever seen the Midget B and S8 meme competition channel, yeah, we're getting shut down as soon as that happens. <laughs> Don't say that out <laughs> loud. Now they'll start monitoring us. Paul monitors are useless. Anyways, that's all we have for this week. Nailbender wants us to send everyone to Gilded. I yeah, more people please, there. everyone, join the Gilded. It's lots of fun. Do you have easy access to the link? Throw that in the chat. Um, I don't, oh. actually. Nailbender, hop to it. I actually might. Yeah, I don't think he can. I don't think he's going to have the... Uh... Oh, no, he can't because he's not on Restream. He can send it to me, though. I had to close everything so that the notifications would stop. I can, I can get at it because I know how to shut my uh, notifications off. If I can find the right channel. There it is. And I would just like to say that winter copy. has Go ahead. Winter has made me a victim of a hate crime. I don't like it. I can post links in there. Aha! There's the gilded link. Actually, Nailbender can it. too because uh, there's uh, there's no restrictions on DLive. Right, but I don't think it'll carry over to the other platform. That's true. It won't. Mine will. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. So there's the link to the Gilded server. It is like a way better version of Discord. It's like Discord and Slack had a super baby. That's how I keep describing it to people. Um, because we have schedules in there for all of the shows that are on Freedom Scoop Media Group. Um, so you guys can tune into the other shows that are on the network, not just ours, but you'll see Ed's schedule for Contemporary every day and um, the Breakdown with Birkenoff and the R-Rated Conservative and Freckles and Brit. All their shows are loaded in the calendar, so you guys can keep track of all of them, too. Uh, we have fun chats, and you can share memes, and we can have lots of fun. So all do that thing. All right. What do you say we uh, read the read the wares, sell the uh, outside stuff, and head on out of here? Sounds good. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody who came by and chatted with us, everybody who came by in both audiences as well, everyone who subscribed to both the channels, and it looks like I do see some new people in the Discord as well. So come back and chat with us here. I haven't seen the Gilded yet, but uh, I can see everyone in the Discord. So uh, come back there and uh, hang out with us. You can shape the shows, put articles in there where we can go back and look back and see what's going on with that too. So it's going to be a great time. But we stream live to YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Trovo, Periscope and uh, Facebook on two channels. So definitely look forward to uh, seeing some more of you there. And as I mentioned before, if you couldn't catch us live, you can catch us back on demand over on YouTube as soon as it processes and over on bitshoot.com. You can check us out. Those are linked in the description. Or you can also go back and check out the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And hey, if you're over on iTunes, leave us that five-star rating and a good review. That helps us overcome the algorithms and move up the charts. And if you can't get enough of us, pardon our dust right now. We're still under construction, but you can check out the Freedom Scoop Media Group at freedomscoop.com. Bookmark that page so once we are back up and running, you can go over there and check out great shows such as The Generational Gap, The Daily Ignoramus, The Freckles of Brit Show, The R-Rated Conservative, and The Breakdown with Birkenhoff. And hey, while we're still being constructed, why don't you go over there and check all those shows out over on your various platforms. Most of them stream on YouTube, DLive, and Twitch, so go ahead and check them as well. I will be back here in the morning for more Contemporary. That is at 7.45 Central Time. My wonderful co-hostess will be back here next week. Are you Actually, starting I will back be back. I will be back on my page on Thursday night at 7 for Rogue History, the inaugural episode of Rogue History. And if you guys want to check out Ed's show Contemporary that is in the mornings, um, he does not stream that to the Facebook page. So go check him out on YouTube or one of the other channels for that. Yeah, go and check them out. Uh, check her out and check the both of us out. And as I always say, never take the words of bloggers, podcasters, or journalists as gospel. Find all the facts and draw your own conclusions. Lead them out of here for the week. Have a great week. Don't get stuck in the snow and make your choices. Take care, everyone. <laughs>